The Public News Service Daily Newscast for January the 6th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. With vigils planned in Montana to mark the January 6th Capitol riot aimed at overthrowing the results of the 2020 election, far-right extremists have scheduled a rally. A group known as the People's Rights Network says it will gather at the state capitol in support of people who were arrested because of the attack in Washington, D.C. one year ago. The organization was launched by anti-government activist Ammon Bundy. Travis McAdam is with the Montana Human Rights Network. The organizers are really framing it as sort of this prayer vigil to remember what they're calling political prisoners. But the rest of us would call those people the insurrectionists that stormed the capitol. The Capitol attack resulted in five deaths and more than 130 injuries among police officers. To date, federal prosecutors have charged more than 700 people with storming the Capitol, including five from Montana. I'm Eric Tegedoff reporting. On the other end of the spectrum, candlelight vigils are being held across the country, including in Bozeman and Great Falls, to condemn the attack on the Capitol. Meantime, the Washington Post reports Attorney General Merrick Garland vowed to hold all those responsible for the January 6th riot accountable, whether they were at the Capitol or committed other crimes surrounding the day's events. Garland said that investigators are methodically building more complicated and serious cases and would prosecute people at any level. The Post notes Garland's remarks came as he faces intensifying pressure to do and say more about the investigation and to focus more acutely on the actions of former President Donald Trump and his associates. And while it has been a year since demonstrators stormed the Capitol, in the U.S., new data suggests threats of public violence are on the rise. Jonathan Greenblatt with the Anti-Defamation League says people in Wyoming and across the U.S. need to be paying attention and to stay engaged through voting, volunteering, attending school board and city council meetings in order to protect democracy, which he calls a contact sport. You can't watch it from the cheap seats. You've got to be on the field, not reading Facebook or liking a post on Instagram and thinking you've somehow engaged, you know, in civic society. We need people to kind of get off their phones and get into the world. Researchers at the Center for Strategic and International Studies found that incidents of domestic terrorism have increased dramatically since 2015, fueled mainly by white supremacists, anti-Muslim, and anti-government extremists. A new Ipsos NPR poll found that nearly one in five Americans said political violence may be necessary either to protect democracy or what they see as American culture and values. I'm Eric Galatis. Nearly two-thirds of Americans now believe that democracy is at risk of failing. This is PNS. The start of the new year saw a number of states boosting their minimum wage. Not so for North Dakota. South Dakota, Montana, and Minnesota rang in the new year with higher minimum wages, with those increases tied to inflation. Cooper Carraway of the South Dakota Federation of Labor says not only does it put more money in the hands of workers and their families, but it helps to keep jobs filled. Since the minimum wage was uh, increased and tied to inflation, South Dakota's always had one of the lowest unemployment rates uh, in the country. And the good thing is that we also have a robust labor movement, and that robust labor movement is raising wages much higher than the minimum wage. In North Dakota, worker advocates fear residents will abandon the state, even with jobs available, because the lower threshold will make it harder to survive. Last year, North Dakota lawmakers rejected a proposed hike, with concerns raised about the impact on businesses. I'm Mike Moen. 
And a new federal law that took effect on New Year's Day, the No Surprises Act, expands protections already in place in Utah and across the U.S. to prevent surprise medical billing. The new regulation protects people covered under health plans from balance billing or receiving unexpected medical bills from emergency or non-emergency services provided by physicians who are not in their insurance network. Stacy Stanford with the Utah Health Policy Project says the new law takes a lot of stress out of the health care process for consumers. These surprise bills really weigh on people's minds. There's a lot of affordability fears out there. This provides some recourse to take action if they get one of these bills. In 2021, Utah legislators passed a law requiring physicians who are not in a patient's insurance network to bill for their services at in-network rates. The federal law takes it a step further, protecting patients from out-of-network bills that are more than their insurance would pay for in-network services. I'm Mark Richardson. Finally, our Emily Scott tells us with a fast-approaching deadline, Chesapeake Bay Foundation's assessment of multi-state progress shows Pennsylvania remains far behind in meeting its clean water commitments as a major polluter of the bay. The Chesapeake Bay Clean Water Blueprint has set a deadline for watershed states, including Pennsylvania, to have pollution reduction practices in place by 2025. Allison Prost of the foundation says PA's failure to act quickly threatens the blueprint's success. And equally as important, the ability to restore local waterways. Because if the Pennsylvania waterways are not clean, the downstream bay will not be clean. But if action is taken on the ground in Pennsylvania... We'll see improvements in both. Earlier this week, Pennsylvania revealed an updated version of its Phase 3 Watershed Implementation Plan. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Here is how great radio stations find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.